Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Ephesians 6, verse 11. You've never even heard this verse before. Put on. (laughs) People that haven't been here don't know why you're laughing. They've listened to this for about five weeks. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We've got to have that. Now jump down to verse 16. Above all. Above all. Above all. Somebody yell, above all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, maybe there won't be any. There will be. (laughs) But somebody that's been around just a little bit, just bear witness right now. Darts are coming. Anybody in this room ever been shot at? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited really this morning. Let's pray and ask God. We're going to talk about the shield of faith here today. Let's pray and ask that the Holy Ghost would minister in a mighty way. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the power of the blood that has been sang about today. We thank you for the power, that resurrecting power that has been sang about here today. We pray that you would do what only you can do here today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today. I do want to join with Brother McDoor and say, please continue to keep Brother Mooney in your prayers. Pastor Emeritus of this church, we want to pray that God would bless him during this time of loss and be with him and their family. Above all, above all, now we've talked about a lot of articles. Brother Ross, I've been talking about it, preaching about it for weeks now. Started with the helmet, something that God did intentionally to the little bit of OCD or CDO I might deal with. And, and uh, some of y'all got that. I don't know I don't know why but part of this Christian walk is enduring darts of the enemy. It just really is. You're 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 doing your very best to live for God. I would have loved Brother Jared Turner, I would have loved if a part of this plan had been Once you commit, the darts stop. This place would be packed full. But 
isn't it fair to say that until you really commit to Christ, the enemy is not even your adversary? He was not your adversary until you committed. There are some great articles. I had as, as much fun as I probably should be allowed talking about the, the belt, talking about the shoes last week. I really enjoyed that. But Paul is describing to the church and in what I would use in the real sense of the word incredible, an incredible part that is not armor that you wear, but armor that you hold. There are some things that you will put on. They, they become a part of you. You walk with them, but there is a part of you that you've got to pick up and you have got to hold. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your faith. It is your faith. Because you'll have to figure out whether or not you can cling to your faith when the doctor's report is negative. So inspired, Brother Senior, by your text yesterday or two days ago, whatever, when you text me and didn't get the exact news you were wanting and, and your text said, but just another way for God to do a miracle. I found myself, I wanted to encourage you, and you encouraged me. The truth of faith is, faith will make other people wonder why you act the way you do. Faith will, faith will make you questioned by other people. How can you be positive toward a God who has taken everything, says Job's wife. But when you come to the understanding, I came to the world with nothing. I'm going to leave the world with nothing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My faith will keep me. My, I got, they, they got me this little shield. I, I, let me illustrate this just a little bit. It's heavier than it looks, but it's not too big. I, I, this is kind of a shield. If I was a lot smaller, this would be more effective. But, <laughs> but let's, let's do the principle here. What will my shield do? I've got armor on. But just because I have a breastplate of righteousness does not mean I want to say, take a shot. Let's see how good this works. I got a helmet on, but take a shot. It is that layer of coverage. It is that layer of keeping that keeps it from even getting close enough to me. Before it's ever allowed to even get close enough to affect my mind, I've, I've got faith out in front of me. Before it's able to get to the place where my heart can be damaged, I've got a shield of faith that is out in front of me. We are foolish if we think we can live by the principles of the armor without the principles of faith. I need faith in my life. He said above all, taking the shield of faith. But then he used very 
intentional language that ye may be able to quench, quench the fiery darts of the enemy. That word quench there is for extinguishing. Two types of shields that were used in battle. Shields that were made of metal as they begin to move forward. But the original shield was not made of metal. The original shield was made of wood and leather. The frame would be built. And then that hide would be stretched. If you go to 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 21, they're going to put it on the screen for us to read. It is one of the saddest scriptures of the Old Testament. 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 21. Ye mountains of Gaboa, let there be no dew, neither let there be rain upon you. Nor fields of offerings, for there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away. The shield of Saul, as though he had not been anointed with oil. The NKJV translates it a little closer to the original text. Where it says, next to him lay his shield unanointed. It was not addressing whether Saul had ever had oil poured over him. It was addressing the fact that now his shield lay dried out from lack of anointing. It is not enough for the person to be anointed. But their shield needed to be anointed. The principle of this is that if the shield did not stay anointed, many of you know this already. If the shield did not stay cared for, if the leather was not taken care of, then it would crack and dry out. It would begin to disintegrate under the elements of the exterior. And so before a shield could be taken, well, what if it was a metal shield? Go study warfare. It was the same thing. They would take even that metal shield, part of it spiritual in the anointing and part of it practical in the anointing so that arrows would skid, skid rather than find lodging. They'd hit that oil and the surface of it would take them off. And if it would be leather... The reason that Paul is so intentional with the word quench here. The reason that Paul is so intentional. He says if you don't have not just faith, but anointed faith. It's not something just to believe. you got to know what you believe. <laughs> it's why we find power in our faith. Not just a faith. Because a lot of people have a faith. Let me prove it to you right now. You have faith that when you go to the wall and turn the switch, the light's going to come on. But you don't have faith that if you'd walk to the light switch, it could deliver your child. Make sense? You have faith, you have faith that when you press start this morning that the coffee maker was going to work. But you don't have faith that if you push that coffee maker, it's going to make all your, ki your, all your kids get dressed for church. Might help you not to kill your kids that aren't getting dressed for church. <laughs> Faith is typically limited. 
to a particular area. But my faith in God is not relegated to a particular portion or part of my life. I have faith in Him that anything I need, everything I desire, in fact, everything I'm in need of, there is not there is not one thing that he cannot accomplish. Let me take this a little bit farther. Nobody walked out that day and forgot their breastplate. So they said, well, I'll just strap my helmet over my breastplate. This will make the difference. I forgot my shoes today. Give me my belt. I'll tie my belt around my feet. You do that, we're taking you to a different kind of hospital. Because that works for one area. But Paul said there is one piece. That is meant to guard everything else. And I am here to tell you ladies and gentlemen. We need faith. We need anointed faith. The kind of faith. How do I get my faith anointed? I'm going to tell you how I get anointed faith. I get up every morning and I remind myself through my prayer and through the word of God. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. You're not going to wake up without problems. But you can pull. Just Here it is right there by the bed. I reach down and grab it. And I know it's a little bit heavy to carry. But I have found the longer that I carry it. The more I develop the muscles spiritually necessary to lift that thing back up. When I first started. Come on. Some of you remember when you first started carrying the shield. Your arm hurt in a whole new way. You were using muscles you never used in a while. You ever do something you haven't done in a while. And all of a sudden you're hurting in places you don't usually hurt. Oh, rode a bike when you were a kid. Go ride a bike after you haven't rode one for about 15 years. Take you a nice long ride. Get you about 10 miles in. Tell me tomorrow if you feel like you did when you were seven and jumped off that bike. You'll be walking in tomorrow. What's wrong? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Using must. Listen, if we do not consistently consistently utilize the spiritual muscles necessary to hold up the shield of faith in our life. If we are never utilizing that, if we're not getting into a place where our faith is necessary to be used, we cannot be mad at God when the darts hit us. I can't believe you let them talk about me like that. Really? They're a heathen. They're a mess. I I can't believe that we're under this attack. We are under this attack. And can I tell you, I'm going to say something right now. Sickness can touch your body without the offense of sickness ever touching your spirit. Paul is talking about spiritual Warfare here. He's talking about spiritual weaponry. He is talking about things that will destroy your soul, destroy your mind, destroy your heart. He's not, he is taking the physical to speak to the spiritual. He is addressing things not that will take your body, but that will take your soul. 
Paul knows they are in the persecution against the Christians. They are in the persecution against the church. Ladies and gentlemen, when we preached about Stephen, I think we have to recognize, and I talked about it a little bit last week with the persecution, but we need to recognize most of them disciples. But Paul is saying, don't be more concerned with your mortal body than you are with your spirit. Above all, take the shield of faith so that offense cannot get into your spirit. What is the fiery dart of the enemy? I'll tell you the fiery dart of the enemy. The fiery dart of the enemy is when you get sick and no one calls and the enemy throws a dart towards you to make you think no one even cares about you. And the truth is they just missed it or they didn't know or they didn't want to be intrusive. But because your faith was low, because your body pain was high, your shield was on the ground when it should have been covering your heart or your mind. That's... For most of us right there, that principle alone would keep you saved. It would keep us saved. More people have left the church because of offense than any other reason. It is, man, I'm, I'm in vain right now. It is, the, it is the fiery dark. Oh, look at them. They're struggling. Uh, they don't even think the pastor knows who they are. Watch this here. Brother Lopez walked by them and didn't tell them he loved them. Watch, 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 watch. And if you're not careful, he'll find you in a low moment where the shield of faith is low. And, oh, what was that? But you won't recognize it as a fiery dart of the enemy because most of his darts are dressed in people. Most, most of his darts are dressed as emotion. Can I tell you something? A lot of his darts are dressed as pity. Some of his, uh, some of his darts are dressed as a wrong word. The person that never has a word for you, all of a sudden has a word for you. But it doesn't draw you closer to God. It drives you further away from the church. If you have the shield of faith up, Brother McDoor, how many times, chaplain in our hospitals, how many times have you had to try to come in and give a word of faith to keep a family from being completely overwhelmed in a situation where a loved one is laying? I've received, I, I've received countless calls. I couldn't tell you how many calls about Brother McDoor. Somebody called me or texted me and said, Brother McDoor walked in the room and something walked in with him. And I'm able to say that was the Holy Ghost that walked in with him. But he walked in and give just a little word to a family. Saved and unsaved. Because when you carry the shield of faith, when you walk in, you can literally help guard people. You can get some people behind you. He walk in and give a word of faith. And that word of faith all of a sudden instead of offense or sorrow or distress or that fiery dart of pity or self-annihilation where you think I'm just worthless anyway. I'm just... At, Instead, the shield of faith will lift that up and say, wait a minute, the fiery darts of the enemy do not have, they have no right to destroy a child of God. Yeah, but pastor, if you really knew what they said to me, please listen. I'm not discounting that people are goofy. 
Raise your hand if you've ever said something you wish you could have had back. Look around the room. Keep your hand up. Some of y'all were like this. Some of y'all like. Some of you need to lift your hand for that. How, <laughs> Come on, raise your hand if you ever said something goofy. You wish you could have had it back. Look around the room. We're going to draw some strength from this. I've said some things I wish. Can I tell you the truth? I'm afraid. I'm afraid there have been times I let a dart go. Oh, pastors don't do that. As long as they're flesh. As long as they're people. Ask my wife. I did not translate here this morning. She didn't wake up at the house and think, oh, the Lord's translated him to the church again. I spill my coffee just like you. Okay? And there have been times, unfortunately, when I have said something and then thought, ooh, I don't know if that was right. But here's what I have found. It does not take a big man to say it. It takes a big man to retract it. For some of us, the fiery darts we face are the fact we can't say I'm sorry. It's the fiery dart called ego. Oh, this is not good at all, is it? This is just, this is just not good at all. Pastor, just yell a little bit and let's go eat. For some, of us, for some of us, the fiery dart is pride. We got a lot of stuff going right, but the fiery dart of pride is stuck up under our fifth rib, and we, we'd be a better part of the body if we could get over ourselves and ask for help. Come on, I know what I'm talking about here right now. It's uncomfortable, but it's true. And that shield of faith that I lift up when the kids are sick or when the bills are due. God don't even know where I, I pay my tithes. We've all, or many of us have done this right here. I'm not degrading it. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm letting you listen right now. I pay my tithes. No, no, you just gave them back. Just return them to the Lord. I will tell you this, if I didn't go through some lean times, I would not have known how to appreciate the bountiful ones. If I struggle with anything at times, it's being frugal. Who's my frugal people in here? You just, not cheap, frugal. <laughs> See, I felt that as my shield of faith. I don't know if that was faith or not. might have been. Might have just been defense. But I try to be guarded. I try to be fiscally responsible. I don't say frugal. I really like fiscally responsible. The board has heard me say those words a lot already. Sister Gail's heard me, Sister Gail has heard me say two words, three words more than anything. Trajectory and fiscal responsibility. I wear her out with those. But I think we ought to be fiscally responsible. And I know you do as well. But I have seen some people Oh, man, I don't know. I'm in it anyway. I might as well get in it. I'm... I have seen some people that cannot live for God because they constantly want to challenge how other people who live for God spend their money. Oh, I'm going to sit down with you for this. I'm going I'm to sit down with you for this here. There is a fiery dart of the enemy to make you compare yourself against them. 
If they really loved God, they wouldn't drive that. Oh, some of that's real after, some of that's nervous. I've seen where they live. I don't know if... That's a fiery dart that won't hurt them, but it might destroy you. It might destroy you. Let me tell you a fiery dart. I thought they were, I thought they were a good Christian. Did you see the way their kids behave? Oh, pastor, that's not deep preaching. No, 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 no. Right, not real deep until you underline an uh, underlying factor that is revealed is the fact that we're talking about an anointed shield of faith. An anointed shield of faith that does not allow you to dumb down your faith to allow the fiery darts of practical living to destroy the spiritual side of you. See, their kids run around. You know why? They kids. They're kids. I know that your kids have never made a mistake. I heard their little boy said a cuss word. I don't know what's going on in that family. You know how many times stuff like that has been said to me? I think they said a cuss word. They probably did. Unless they, unless they have been in a, an incubator or a cocoon. For the last seven, ten years, they probably heard some stuff. They didn't know right or wrong, or maybe they did. And mom wasn't around. They said it. Don't put, there is a fiery dart of the enemy called division. The, the greatest fiery dart of the enemy, the greatest fiery dart of the enemy is division, but it is used with the flame of question. Hath God said. But watch this. What question brought in the Garden of Eden was division. You know where Eve needed a shield? She didn't need it over her mouth. She needed it over her ears. <laughs> she needed it over her eyes. How is it you got all this garden and all these trees and the one you keep looking at? Mm. Right? Taking trips by the one you shouldn't be by. Hey, tree. How you doing, tree? What's the one the serpent wants to beguile? The serpent beguiled me. Took her eyes and it took her ears to engage her mouth. But once you, once you get your mouth engaged with what his mouth is trying to talk about, it'll get stuff inside you that never should have been. I need you to catch that. Once you allow what your mouth is saying or digesting or processing to be influenced by what the enemy of your soul or your spirit is trying to get you involved in, then he will allow you to get things inside of you that were never supposed to be there. 
I have to guard against this. So I pull up my shield of faith. I pull it up high. And if it's anointed, here's what I want to hear. When the fiery dart of the enemy shows up, I want to hear. Come on. Some of y'all, you, you can't make that sound. Just think about bacon sizzling. Just. One comedian said it's like the sound of applause. Bacon sizzling. Think about that. It hitting your shield. And here comes a fence. It has been directly sent towards you. It has been fired and here it comes. And it's coming towards your spirit. But if before it gets to your heart or if before it gets to your mind, it is extinguished because your faith, your anointed faith, quenches it. And when you could, Brother Watkins, here it comes like a flood. It is a, be not deceived. This dart is to kill you. It is to destroy your marriage. It is to destroy your family. It is to destroy your walk with God. But if when the fiery dart comes, if there is something beyond just the minimum requirements of your armor, this one is not something you strap on and just walk out with. It's not just a breastplate or a helmet and you don't have to do anything. Because with the armor on, you can walk with your hands down. But the shield necessitates that you get involved in this. And when that fiery dart comes, let me tell you, the fiery dart of question that came from the enemy was going to come from, out, from front cover to back cover. And the way it was going to come was always with the question of the Word of God. Division comes that way. Question comes that way. A question again. So, you've come to church, Brother Goddard, you're living for the Lord, but here comes the fiery dart of whether or not doctrine is necessary. And not you, no one in this house, I'm sure, but too many over the years have been, well, let me check with my pastor and I'll get back to you. Let me, let me, let me find out whether or not that's true. If you've never experienced question, you haven't lived for God very long. Some of us that have been living for God for 30, 40, 50 years plus, we found out there's times I wondered, what do I believe? But that's why I got to get back. And I got to get that oil. And I got to get that shield of faith. And I got to say, wait a minute. I believe in the oneness of God. I've, I have seen his power and his healing. I know I'm sick, but I've seen that he's a healer over and over and over and over again. Why, why did we get up? Let me ask you a question. When they got up and started, and I love that song. That's a great song. I, I leaned over and said, whoever wrote the lyrics, that's just a great song. Did we get up just because the beat was good? This is the sound of dry bone. Boom, boom, boom. Now sometimes it does move on our flesh and we're like, I don't even know, but I like it. <laughs> Come on. We testify to that. But if that was the case then people wouldn't have started walking out of their aisles when they started singing, Oh, how precious is the blood. Oh, precious is the flow that. And what happened? That's not what, this is the sound of a drop. Oh, that's not that. But all of a sudden people start, whoo, 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 whoo. Why? Because that's tied to my faith. My faith is that his blood is able. Ha, my faith is, 
My faith is that if I will lift up my shield of faith, I recognize that there is offense, but the blood is better. I recognize that there is hurt, but the blood is better. I, I, I've got faith that the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you the number one reason that we stood and worshiped all day. I'm going to tell you what we already know. is because our faith says that if I praise him, he inhabits the, he inhabits the praises. Some of you walked in this building overwhelmed this morning. You thought about not even coming to church, but you walked in and it didn't take two or three songs and all of a sudden you looked over and there was your shield. It just need it was drying out just a little bit. Nobody likes to admit that. Nobody wants to admit that sometimes we come into church dragging the shield behind us. This is the truth. Sometimes we don't come to church we would love to pretend I come to church every morning like this. Let's go, devil. Sometimes I come to church like this. <sighs> but when we get in the presence of God and we begin to remind ourselves, even if I got to get down to my knees and say, oh God, I, can, I remember my faith is in you. My power is in you. I didn't know if I could make it one more day, but I'm starting to remember who I am. And my faith begins to increase. And whoa, come on, somebody in this place, you need just a little fresh anointing on your faith that can remind you, you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Parents, we need enough faith that when our kids question God, we're able to say, wait a minute, I have proved him time after time after time, and I refuse to be like Saul. Saul's problem was that he started with honor, but he ended without humility. He started with honor and humility. Did not feel like he was even qualified to be king. But by the time his kingship is over, he's trying to kill those that are anointed. He's offering strange fire to the Lord. Come on now. It's hard to start a strange fire when you're holding an anointed shield. <laughs> when you really got faith... You will not entertain things that extinguish your faith instead of extinguish the darts. But the problem is Saul along the way started going through the ritual of warfare but not the anointing of warfare. And ladies and gentlemen, every person that's a part of a musician, you're a musician, you're a part of an instrument, or you're a praise singer, please remember what we talk about privately in our meetings. We can't go into war without anointing. We don't want to sing songs without anointing. We got to have talent. I, I want to to be tell I want us to practice but not without anointing because during practical I'm being practical okay sometimes even during the song if we're not careful here comes one from the back 40 what kind of song is that that is not in the hymnal some people think that the hymnal can almost talk in tongues listen it's not wrong just because it's not in the hymnal. I don't even know what this generation is singing. I, I, don't, I don't understand it at all.
I'm going to tell myself, I'm right in the middle. I'm the bridge kind of between two generations. I understand my place right now. I got to tell you, I don't understand some of it. They'll tell you, there's some songs I say no. Every now and then I see one on the, on the set list and I'm like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Brother Devin, I do, don't I? I, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, but remember, we're not generation against generation. I was just preaching, I was just preaching camp meeting in a service where they, one person did it in English and then they did it in Spanish. And none of the English speaking people went, oh, come on, give me a break. This is, como what? Por que? Por que? No. You know what? All them people that didn't even speak Spanish, you know what they were doing? He's trying to sing along, mouthing the word. If you've never, come on, you lie, you fry. You know, I was right there with them. I didn't know all the words. I'm just singing, butchering my Spanish, just butchering it. Just, just, I don't even know what I sang. But the Lord knew the intent of my heart. They weren't going to put, why? Because it was not about whether it was my style. It was not whether, I wasn't going to allow, listen, I was not going to allow a fiery dart of different. Well, we've never done it that way. Is it giving him glory? As long as it's not questioning the doctrine, as long as it's not, if it's reaching towards people and pulling them close to God. I hadn't, I hadn't been pastor here very long and, and we moved to piano and, and somebody was talking to me about it and they said, you moved to piano? This is somebody from another church. And they said, oh, you, you, can't, you can't do that. And I said, it's done. I didn't even do it. Now listen, I'm not sure that everybody loved it. But I didn't get any hate mail over it. I'm sure there were some people who thought, I don't know why they. And they usually won't say pastor. They usually just say they. I don't know why they. But how many? Oh, some of y'all that just messed with right there. If you'd have showed up today and this wasn't here. What about if you showed up today and I decided I was preaching from right here? Some of y'all messed up right now. Your whole day would have been shot. Some of the fiery darts are we think that God's not doing it if it's not the way we want it. If it's not the way we expect it. My God, they're losing everything. They've moved the podium. (laughs) 
It's a fiery dark. Can I tell you something? It's a fiery dark that has nothing to do with the Word of God. The only reason that stuff like that, and listen, I know we're people that don't like change. No one loves change. There's only a handful in here that love change, and you're the people that always redecorate your furniture. <laughs> On behalf of your husbands, calm down. <laughs> the only reason that little things can bother us that bad is if we've started to worship a sacred cow instead of a God. Well, there's just a way we ought to do things. Time out. If it's in the book, yes. If it's in that word, if somebody gets up here and uses language contrary, the Bible says if they preach any other gospel, let them be accursed. No tolerance for that. Well, I don't know if we really need to keep putting them all the way under the water. I'm just going to tell you, if they don't go all the way under the water, we baptize them again. We just redunk them. Because we believe that. We believe in genuine repentance. We believe that when you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now, time out. I'm going to say something here. But there is a fiery dart of cynicism that will try to make you question and be the tongues investigator. Come on, I know, I know, I know. I know some of y'all are thinking, ooh, ooh, ooh. Because I want us to have great revival as a church, I want to identify that right now. Well, I don't know if they really got it. You better watch that. You, you better watch that. I don't know. Let them, they'll know. They're going to know if they spoke a language they've never spoken before. But I want to tell you something right now. Tongues is not the Holy Ghost. Tongues is the evidence as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's why we're not a church that says, okay, la, 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 la. When, we pray in, when we're praying for somebody to receive the Holy Ghost, we, <laughs> we don't try to teach people. We believe it is a sovereign work. Let me tell you why. Because when they have a sovereign move of God, when the enemy wants to send the fiery dart of question whether or not they received it, they just lift up that shield and say, I know. I wonder if anybody in here knows that I know that I know that I know that when he filled me with his spirit, I was baptized. Woo. I was baptized with the Holy Ghost and I spoke with tongues. So when he speaks his lies to me, I don't listen. Who believes that? Amen. 
What if, what if this week I'm challenged in my faith? You will be. I'm going to help some of y'all out. I'm going to wheel this back. What if, what if this week, what if this week somebody comes up and, and questions your doctrine? Very possibly going to happen. What if this week somebody, I got the sound men nervous, I know. Just, what happens if this week somebody questions whether or not you really, I got a shield. I got a shield. It's called my faith. And it's out in front of me. Here's what we need. We need to keep our faith out in front of us. We need to keep our faith out in front of us. Because in the real tactics of warfare, the only person that should be behind you is other people that are fighting with you. And so here I am. I've got my faith out in front of me. And I'm moving forward against the attacks of the enemy. I know they've got their spears. I know their bayonets are there. I know that the fiery darts of enemy, they're probably coming from the wall. It's why in warfare so often you would see the approach that they would do this. Because they found that the shield was usually most powerful on their knees. <laughs> if you ever get to a place where your faith is drying out, hit your knees and see but what it won't work again. Stand with me in this room, will you? Praise God. You guys are, you guys are so much fun. I'm, I know you want me to stop, but I'm having a hard time. Isaiah, Isaiah 21, last scripture. Prepare the table. 21 verse 5, prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. Eat, drink, arise ye princes and anoint the shield. Anoint the shield. Anoint the shield. Anytime you plan on going to battle, anoint the shield. Do you plan on going into battle this week? If you're not planning on it, then you need to recognize it's happening whether you want it or not. Battle is coming this week week brother Morgan whether you want it or not just get ready wouldn't it be nice if you said ah oh, time out <laughs> I'm not fighting today doesn't work that way brother Marcus wouldn't it be great if we had time out day hey um, truce today just today just time out shields in the shop But when are we most vulnerable? We're most vulnerable when our faith is diminished. People all across this room right now, your faith has been under attack. For some people in here, the, the shield of your faith has been under attack because of dynamics within your family or within your mind. There are people in this room right now that would say on paper, I have no reason to feel depressed. But pastor, I'm, I got these fiery darts that keep hitting me. People in this room right now that are under family struggles that no one else knows about. And the fiery dart from the enemy is that when you see their family, you feel it as another sizzle against your own. Whew. 
I want you to lift your hands right now with me like you're lifting your shield up. Oh, God. Father, we need you. 